Well, welcome to another X Factor Realty Podcast. I'm sitting here with Casey Jones, and this is one I've been looking forward to doing a while with you, Casey, just because, uh, you know, I've always looked up to you, especially from the aspect of a guy that's been successful rodeoing and 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 then as well as in the business world. And to manage both of those things is really cool. Uh, you know, the one thing that always jumps out to me was, you know, the Rodeo Vegas and and just being, you're running wild out there in Vegas between working and uh, and the rodeo, and to, to do that and to to keep doing it year after year has been pretty amazing. So thanks for hanging out today, Casey. You bet. Thanks for having me on, Pace. All right. Well, uh, Casey, the first thing I wanted to dive into is you know you bulldogger kind of grew up in Wyoming. Is that where you're from originally? Or? Uh, originally a small farm, little ranch in southeast Colorado, okay. Los Animas, Colorado. Okay. And then. Uh, how did you get into the, the rodeo world and decide to just want to start bulldogging? And, and Well, I wanted to be like my hero dad. Right. And uh, he worked all the events, but the bull riding paid the entry fees for the other events. And uh, But he was a teacher, uh, shop teacher there in Los Animas. My mom was a business teacher at the high school. And we had this little farm down there and grew up on it, wanting to be a rodeo cowboy, you know. And, and uh, every time they had a... Like, I remember J.C. Trujillo went through Los Animas, and he gave me a Lord Calvert T-shirt, you know, and he was a rodeo star back then, and I was like, man, I want to be a rodeo star. You know, and we didn't have much means, and Mom and Dad did everything they could to give me the best opportunity, you know. And so we junior rodeoed and little bitches rodeoed, and, you know, and then I actually went to, a lot of my college was paid for with Ranger little bitches scholarships that I won. And then high school rodeoed, and then uh, went to school at Laramie, had uh, Pete Burns as a rodeo coach there. He gave me a pretty good deal. I was kind of the black sheep because mom was, and dad and my sister went to CSU and UW's big rivals. And uh, so I went to school at UW and we had a great bunch of guys. One of the coolest things about UW is our rodeo coach loved the Bulldoggers. And so we got to run as many steers as we want to. And he had all these steers on the hill and every once in a while, you know, every time school starts, we go up there and gather. Well, sometimes there wouldn't be a steer we didn't see the last three years and bring him in. And that, I mean, that we Bulldogged him one year after the end of the semester, they took him to the cell barn in Torrington to sell some of the bigger ones, right. or most of them, and uh, they averaged eight ninety-five. But there's a lot of good bulldoggers that come from UW. You know, there's a bunch. I mean, eight ninety-five is just about ready to to Eat. just yeah yeah. yeah. He's. <laughs> uh, I mean, the average one, average weight on a rodeo steer is probably six to six fifty. Is a big bulldog and steer nowadays. Yep. Yep, in, exactly. In five fifty is probably. The smaller end of them, I'd say. So yep. there you go. All right, so going to college there, bulldogging. So one of the deals that uh, mom and dad made me before I was able to go rodeo was I had to give them a business degree before I got my professional card. Okay. And uh, UW had, well, I went up there. I got an associate's at Sterling in uh, architectural engineering. I wanted to be an engineer. And then I went to UW, and then about the first month, I was hanging out with the older bulldoggers that I wanted to be like, you know, and, and we're practicing. and going down to you know the local joint there and having fried mushrooms and dollar beers and about a month into school i started looking into this class and then well i was behind and that engineering's tough so i changed my major went into business marketing one of the coolest things at uw i met a uh, professor brooks mitchell and he had an entrepreneur class and i was fascinated with him right because he would start businesses and sell them and like he just move on to the next thing and just he's very creative but he was a great professor because he said, if you just show up every day, we don't have to even do tests. Because if you just listen to me, you're going to learn enough that you're going to you know, have enough to, to know about entrepreneurship. And so that was one of the, the main things that stuck out in my mind academically, 
at UW, but uh, you know, and just college college is great. It's a big you know social networking experience, you know, experience, and it, it helps you mature. But uh, yeah, and so now you know when I come back up to Cheyenne, you know, I have a lot of friends you know from UW. Right, and that's we're sitting right here at Cheyenne, and uh, and Casey's got a couple deals going on. We're gonna we'll get into a little bit later with what you got going on, but so what's I, what I find is really unique is did you think what what point in time did you really decide hey I wanted to chase my dreams of of bulldogging and trying to make the finals? Is that just from an early age? Man, and really, then, I, I never thought I was good enough, or could be good enough, or big enough, or strong enough, right. and uh, you know, and I always had to kind of so like when I first started circuit rodeoing. I'd shoe horses, and, and uh, then I went to dentistry school, and then uh, was winning a little bit. And uh, you know, I used to rope calves and team rope and, and bulldog, and then I just wasn't able to afford all the entry fees. Right. And then I had a really good calf horse that uh, he went down and and uh, colleague, and, and I had to just kind of start making it with bulldog, you know. And so I got in the rig, and that's the cool thing about bulldogging is. You know, you can find some good horses to get in, you know. And so I got in with Todd and Randy soon and, and uh, Jason Miller at the time and was riding their horses. And because, uh, you know, I didn't, it's easier with my budget, you know. Right. And then it took me a long time. And, and uh, I just love steer wrestling. I, I never thought I was, I could even, you know, make the national finals, you know, or uh, my goal was the circuit finals. Right. But I was just sadistic in the practice pen. Like if there was a big steer that nobody liked to run, I'd run him 10 times. Like I just, love the contact and I like shoot dog and I've run millions because I just it, that's what I really craved you know and then looking back it's all those reps it's a 10,000 hours that got me up to that upper level that I didn't think I could be at and then I started winning a little bit more and I was like well maybe I can you know and then uh, one of the big deals that really flipped the switch is they have a 10-man jackpot and and uh, Roy Duval puts on in Chicago Oklahoma yep and I was rodeo a little bit, going to some winter rodeos, and it costs a thousand bucks to enter. Winner take all. It's a ten man match. It's, it's one of the greatest contests. And uh, they had ten of the biggest steers, and everybody runs the same steer, and it's it's an ultimate contest, you know. And they're big, and I mean they're they're not fun. Right. And uh, so I saw Sam Duval at Lufkin, Texas, and I said, "Man, I got a thousand dollars saved up. You think I can get in the Battle Royale?" He's like, yeah, there's a spot open. So uh, I took my thousand and went up there to Dakota and had a great weekend. I, like I won, the, I won a bunch that weekend. I won the uh, open, I won the, uh, the battle royale, and I won. There's a five header. I think I won the five header. I think I went maybe second in the open, but just cashed in. But that confidence, because I, I always knew in the back of my mind that I was bulldogging really good, but I was having trouble winning. Right. Because I knew I bulldog good. But I didn't have the confidence when, the, you know, they strapped the barrier up, you know, to win. And confidence is, or winning is all about confidence. And so you just have to, you know, put your time in, put your 10,000 hours in to where you're confident in your ability. And then it takes a while to go out there and learn how to rodeo, learn how to win, know when you need to back off the barrier, know when you, pride of ownership, your horse not working. Well, you're an idiot. Get on the best horse there, you know. And that, looking back at my career, that was one of my probably looking back i i had too much pride of ownership because i always tried to ride my horse so i could get keep most of the amount of money but uh you know guys going going down the road you need to get on the best horse there right if yours is not the best horse ask the guy the best horse to get on him. right so when you talk about getting that confidence do you think that it was 
from the work ethic and it, what type of, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is when did the confidence, was there an aha moment or was it just like uh, this little win kind of led to another? Yeah. And or so when I, when I was, you know, when I was all my rodeo legends, you know, all my heroes in the Bulldog and they entered that battle royale and I won it and uh, that gave me some confidence. And so I, I made the, that fall was the first time they had the winter tour right. uh, finals in MGM Grand. And so after that win that summer, I kind of kept it going, ended up a little bit out of the finals. And then the next year, I made uh, ended up a little bit out of the finals, but then the next year, but it just takes a while. Like you look at like Wagsback, you know, he, he belongs so good. But he rodeoed for three years before he figured out, man, this is easy to win, you know, right. or it made it easier. Right. But it just takes, it's, you know, it's a process to where the guy that keeps swinging is going to hit something, you know, you got to put your 10,000 hours in, you got to go learn how to rodeo, you got to get that confidence in the word, oh, I've been here before, I know the setup, you know, I'm, I expect to win. Instead, when you're first starting a rodeo, you're like, I hope to win. And then the more confidence and, the, and, the, and just the hours of preparation and the hours of that you get confidence whether you're in the gym, whether you're roping the bell, whether, you know, just if, all those hours add up to where hoping to win turns into expecting to win. Right. And, and knowing what you're capable of and then the ability to, to showcase that. Yep. Uh, and so you talk about that, like learning to win and, and learning how to score and, and maybe when to what to do on different types of cattle. Was there guys that you thought helped you like get to that spot you know you got to travel you got in a pretty good rig right off it sounds like i mean those guys are yep pretty they're so when good i first horses. started rodeoing you know i was just down there on the farm and old leon vick he made the finals and he was out of uh byers colorado and uh, uh another buddy kurt carney he's from colorado he was uh rodeoing with leon and uh, we we're just circuit rodeoing i was circuit rodeoing and they asked me to get in the rig and so i went with them we had a lot of fun but that was my first guy that is like you know he's he's awesome he made the nfr right you know and i get to go with him i get to ride his horses and then you know i got my own horses and then got 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 in with todd and randy and and uh but yeah it just everybody helps you along the way but uh yeah you know you overlook and, and you tend to forget you know everybody that's helped you but it's you know it's a big community out here and why do you think that is with the bulldoggers i mean it's the Bulldoggers, they, they will band together. I mean, they proved it with the entries this year at Cheyenne and just and, and in general, you know, you watch a run in the Bulldog and everyone's cheering. You know, everyone wants to see each other do good. What do you think kind of creates that camaraderie with everybody? I just think there's a, they're just a bunch of good old boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they come and like, to be a Bulldogger, you kind of got to have some grit and some try to you, you know, and some life experience and, and like, and, and it's just more of a team sport, you know, versus the individual sport, you know, the way they kind of band together. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, I mean, I've never once heard of a bulldogger. I mean, I'm sure they do it, but cuss their hazers or cuss different aspects of it where team roping, you can, you kind of see it. They'll get down on their partner or get down on, they get down right. a little bit more, especially compared to the bulldogging. And that's, it's something I've always looked up, up to you guys for that aspect is it's, I mean, when you've got a guy that you see him working hard and grinding, and, and when he makes a good run, everyone is excited. Yeah. And, and that, that's what's so cool to see, at the, especially at the slacks, when everyone's right there on the fence and watching. And yep. So that, I, I've really enjoyed that. You know, uh, Casey, kind of moving forward with your bulldogging career, you, you've kind of went from a guy that was getting in the rig to the guy that has the rig and 
kind of talk about that. The what do you call the the semi, the old rubber, rubber duck, duck, the rubber the, duck from the 1974 <laughs> movie The Convoy. Yep. yep. Chris Christopherson drove a black truck called the Rubber Duck. Okay. And so yeah, we that that new truck we call it the Rubber Duck. We got a rubber duck on the front of it. So and, and typically, you know, you've had you said up to six or seven guys in the rig. Is that kind of? I mean, how, what's what's been the summer? You know, for last you know last six eight years when you've been doing it like that. Yeah, we do. Well, you know, four for sure. Um, sometimes we go five or six. You know, and then right. you know, bulldogging. You, you try to load everybody up, and it's kind of tough because the way it is now, buddy groups versus the past, and that's the whole deal with you know, back in the day when they didn't have uh, limited entries. You know, I remember some of my rodeo heroes, Bill, Bill and uh, Roy Duval had a gray horse at Greeley, and that little gray horse was an outstanding horse, but they mounted, I think it was like 40, 35 at least, guys in slack. Jeez. And they just let them on, everybody showed up, you know, and so, but they could, like the Duvals, they'd have two or three Capri campers full of Bulldoggers, and you know, and they'd go on the next rodeo, but now it's a little bit tougher in the way the back-to-backs work, you can't ever, you know, and, and there's a lot of guys that's not at the big slack, you know. Right. Now they have slacks each day at a lot of rodeos, so it's a little tougher to, to have a lot of guys riding the same horse. Yeah, it kind of ends up where it's about four to five or so yep. in one rig. I think that's pretty cool to see it, though, because it's uh, the, the camaraderie is just, it's a completely different animal from all, everyone else at rodeos. I mean, they, you guys are a different type of breed, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty fun to watch. All right, so, I, you know, we are here at Cheyenne, and that was the one thing I wanted to talk to you about because there was the, the deal with the entries and the Bulldoggers and, and, and them kind of not getting a lot of guys like they, they did in the past. I was, what's your opinion on that, on how that kind of turned Man, out? Man, it was just, I just, the com- communication was just, I don't know. You know, because I wasn't involved, and I had neck surgery June 11th, so I'm taking the summer off. Right. And then I didn't even know anything about it because I've been, you know, working on my little gigs. And... Uh, all of a sudden, I heard everybody's going to boycott, you know, and so I kind of started, you know, listening to what they're talking about. But uh, it it's tough. You know, I've, I'm 48 years old, and one thing that I I keep, you know, really learning is one thing you only can check, you, that you always can count on is change. Yeah. You know, and you've seen in, in how the, the PRCA counts rodeos or counts money or tour finals or then we have the champions challenge and you know there's always change and what's tough about it is Cheyenne's contest with the the bulldogging where you have two rounds where if you make a good run and you're 5-4 you or 6 flat or you know if you win the round it pays 6,500 right and so it's tough and so like it's tough for that model to where you have two rounds and the top come back for the you know for the finals and uh it's tough to see that tradition go but then if if you listen to the committees you know because i've been sitting on the production because cheyenne come to me and wanted me to create a game for him last year and so that's why we're here and uh so i've been involved in a lot of the productions meetings you know and you know there you you see their side of the table too you know you hate to change tradition but at the same time we have to make changes to keep the tradition going because if the real market and, and the ticket sales are going down, and so what they want to do, this is their main focus is, is to, instead of a four hour perf at Cheyenne, where they had three sections of Bulldog, which was awesome, right. you know, for rodeo fans. 
for the real diehard rodeo fans. Right. We got to see 30 guys in the bulldogging, and the performance lasted for four and a half or what, however long. A long time. Well, in the production meeting, that was the first, the first couple of days, they said, okay, here's what we're doing. A new rodeo fan or a local will come buy a ticket to Shine Frontier Days. When the rodeo lasts four hours, they pretty much are done with rodeo. They have enough rodeo for that week. Yep. So they're wanting to shorten the performance, and with the tournament or tournament style, and if you could really sell, like Andy really sells it in the, in the bareback ride, in the bronc riding, and that the top four have to move on to where he can really sell, like this is going to be the champion today, and, and he's got to be 82 to sneak in to keep moving on. And it elevates the excitement. But I think that's their number one reason, you know, is they want to shorten the performance, but they want to change it to a more, more exciting performance to hopefully get people back to buy more tickets. Right. Well, and I gotta, I gotta agree with you. It's, it's interesting because uh, my feeling, I was pretty disappointed right off when that was kind of the oh, format. Yeah. I because, thought this would be the last rodeo. Yeah. You know, this uh, was. Oh, I just loved the way it was was set up. Well, but they were going to change it no matter what. Right. And then this year, it was pretty. I mean, it made it with the slack before, and then guys didn't know when they were going to be up after they qualified yep. and then you split the buddy group so you might have to have two rigs one going to Nampa and horses staying here you know and it, it was just mass chaos so it was and then you have a rodeo a big rodeo every day of the week during this two weeks so you're going to have to turn out some of the rodeos you know that day you're going to be in to maybe qualify at one of these rodeos you know at Cheyenne yep so it was it was really hard to work right and so that was part of the, the reason like man it's just not worth it yep and and that was that was it the the biggest issue that I think everyone had and and after I get here to the rodeo because that's the one thing about Cheyenne that was so unique is on your way out here you're one steer away from changing your summer oh, one yeah. good one with a couple more good runs and it can be a fifteen thousand dollar week and that that was kind of gone and so you're like man I don't know how I feel about it yeah. but then I I get to slack and I run two steers at one that was really strong and he would have been no chance to make it back to the short round so we would have been going at day monies after round one. Instead, we just go catch, and then we get to come back for the top 40, and and you got chances from there. And it seems like, man, it's the, the money in the tournament style. I actually, I actually like it. Yep. I like it better now this way. So I, I didn't think I was going to, but I was surprised. And and the so. rough stock, you know, they, it's, I've been, you know, paying attention to it, you know, and, and uh, it's way more exciting yeah. that way because right there they have a winner, you know, and and then right then the last guy, like. The other Dawson Hay yesterday had a rewrite opportunity. He was 82. Well, then he knew he had to be 83 to make the top four. So he took the rewrite. He was the last guy out. And the fans went crazy. Yeah. He was 84. Right. You know, because they set all the drama up and like he has to be 83, you know, and or he, you know, is he going to take the rewrite? And they were selling that the whole perth. And when he rode and was 84, the crowd went crazy. Yep. And I think that's that's what we're we're starting to see a little bit, and I'm I'm impressed with it, and that's yep. what I've liked so far. Is it's it's a better show to watch, and and then as well as being televised, and so that's really cool. I, I think they're doing a good job with it, and uh, I, I, hopefully the scheduling's better. But uh, yep. you know that's and and they have a really good format. Uh, they're they're going to try to propose next year, 
that they'll let everybody come and they'll know what day it is. And I can't say too much, but uh, I think it's really going to help the Bulldoggers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that would be that'll be fun because I think that's the staple of this rodeo anyways is the bulldog and so fun to watch yes especially round two when them suckers figure out they're chasing them yep. yeah yep. It's, it gets pretty pretty western so Casey I, I know that I mean you've made the finals multiple times and, and and have been very successful with your bulldogging but as well as this and I don't know if you it was maybe growing up and that was kind of the mindset that was put on you a little bit but to be an entrepreneur and to essentially have a career after rodeo and that's something you've had a, a few deals always going or what when did that kind of start the you know the the being an entrepreneur as well as trying to rodeo well looking back you know like dad used to cuss me a lot yeah like i would like when they first come out with computers i was just mesmerized and i was always wanting to play on it or do this or build this and he'd like put you're wasting your time get out here we got you know let's stack some hay or clean you know we got to go go to the real work field to do. we got to shovel some rows I know it used to make him mad, you know, and then, uh, but like early on, I, I had an idea it's called Rodeo Buzz, and that was like in 1996, and it was a social profile where you could have, you know, have have your friends and stuff like that. Well, if I look back on it, that was Facebook, and Facebook didn't come out to 2002. Yeah. But I'm just a little farm kid that didn't have any money to explode it up, you know. Right. But uh, it was a good idea, just wrong time or wrong time and wrong wallet you know yeah and then uh with pro fantasy rodeo you know we 16 years now we've paid out over two million dollars and one thing gail and i are really excited about it creates rodeo fans yep i mean they get in and like we get the phone calls at the office and like we'll get a phone call and like what's the saddle bronc ride so we set them all up you know and then pretty soon next year he's calling back and he's like how come cody wright's not winning he'll call me in june you know yeah I'm like, I don't know, but you know, maybe he's taking a week off, you know. Right. But now they're they're buying season tickets, you know, and they're going to the national final rodeo for a weekend, but they really become getting engaged with the sport. Yeah. But then like with Rodeo Vegas, when I first time I made the finals, I go out there and uh, that's the year I married Gail, and I was like back up to Gail, you know, like I had all these ideas and I was wanting to rodeo and and, and like going back to confidence. And so, like, I just have trouble, you know. So, like, I'd, I'd rodeo for a little while, then I'd go back to shoeing horses and, and doing teeth. I had an old green truck I bought in 2000. Had all my horseshoeing stuff in the left box, all my dentistry stuff in the right box. And I'd go rodeo, and I'd run out of money, and I'd go home and get to work. Right. Well, then I met Gail. I met her in Oakdale. And then we got, uh, so then in Red Bluff, I took her out on her first date at the Denny's. You know, at, at, at the Denny's. Yeah, I didn't want to be a, you know. Yeah. I had to let her know what real life rodeo set, is. Set yeah. some expect expectations. Yeah. <laughs> what she knew she was getting into. And then that fall, we got married at the Cow Palace. Okay. Because she's from out there in Moraga, Walnut Creek. But if you're looking back, though, that's when it kind of clicked. Because Gail believed in me and gave me some confidence. Right. And then, like, it just started falling with dominoes. I started winning, you know, and so... And we've been a great team. She just, you know, she she's all. It doesn't matter what I did. I come up with. She's like, yeah, do it. Right. And then she just goes to the bar, and you know, I got to bounce the ideas off the wall. But uh, she's been great, you know. And she hustles and hustles and 100% uh, supportive. But that's where you get a lot of confidence from too. Yeah, is someone to to realistically tell you, hey, this is a good idea, and. And believe in you as well as maybe maybe give you solid feedback too and yeah kind of and even with winning in the arena you know yeah she's absolutely. like yeah you know 
just her support and and, and she's really good at talking you know talking you up and and you feel like you're superman you can go out there and tackle bodacious you know right but the first year i made the finals her mom oh, we went to pf chang's and i walked in there with the Na- national finals rodeo jacket on you know and I walk in there and people start looking at me different. Well, they were looking at me and I'm turning around and see who they were looking at. And they're not looking at me. Who are they looking at, you know? Right. And it was that jacket, you know, because they knew what that jacket was about. And we're in Vegas. Yeah. And then uh, I wanted to have, and so then before that was, you know, everybody went to the Gold Coast and it was smoky and crowded and it was a party. Yep. But then, like, I always thought of Vegas, like the strip is, you know, the where place. Where it's at. Yeah. And so I come up with this little marketing concept where, well, I can guarantee the contestants, some of the contestants are going to be at the party. We're going to have unique prizes. And then, like, it's actually it's a rodeo, but you're watching on the big screen. And then after rodeo, we're going to have free entertainment. And then the rodeo, the rodeo contestants will show up. They're the rock stars. And the fans will know where they go. And so that's 16 years we've been doing that, and it's really good. Mirage has been a great partner. They're just an awesome team. They're first class. And uh, we, they put up 30 Cowboys during the National Finals Rodeo. And pick up their tab and it's it's great for great for rodeo cowboys but it's great for the fans because they can come there and check it out we have free entertainment yeah and uh that's what i i mean that was the the first few times i was ever around you was over over there and kind of got and you're i was just watching you i'm like man how can this guy do it be be entered at the rodeo i mean because that's i mean that's what you dream to do is make the finals have a good finals and you think well wouldn't that be just the focus right there and so for you to manage uh, both crazy. at the same time i mean that had to have been stressful and yeah and like pro fantasy rodeo so we're taking all the entries you know yeah and then we have so we get up in the morning and we go clean stalls and feed then we go open the boost up you know yep you work and in booths there gosh sponsor we have our sponsor autographs and then we have uh you know, like usually, you know, any media stuff like that or any special friends or family or sponsored lunches and dinners. And then you go out there and go to the perf and bulldog. And you, as soon as you bulldog, you go back to the Mirage as fast as you can get there because you're trying to set that all up and, and, and manage all the sponsors there. And then that gets over about midnight and you wake back up at 530, you know. And so, you know, but looking back, you know, like when I first started rodeoing, I just, you know, wanted to, I didn't think I could ever make the national finals. Right. So I wanted to be successful and think outside of the arena and network and let people know that they could trust me on helping them market or helping them, you know, whatever with that, whatever they needed done. And so looking back and like that's, you know, I look thought about this, you know, a couple of years ago. Like, you know, everybody wants a, a gold buckle, but like, if you look back at me during the national finals, it wasn't about a gold buckle. It was about trying to have something when I was done rodeo because I. I'd run the arena and nod my head and leave, you know, I wasn't focused, you know, but I used that platform to kind of get, you know, better connections and, you know, but uh, it's been great. Rodeo has been great to Gil and I, and, uh, you know, we have all kinds of things going on right now. I'm just bootstrapping everything and been, I'm just, I'm, I think it's a curse though. I'm a creative curse guy. It's a, I'm a nerd in the closet, you know, but uh, I come up and, with an idea and, and then pretty soon I, I want to, I throw all the resources of that build that and I see something else shining I'm like well, I'm going to do this over here but uh, right. it's I guess that's what I enjoy doing so do what you love 
Well, absolutely. And, and what's unique about it, and, and it might be a little bit of the bulldogger mentality and kind of the camaraderie, but, you know, it's just like we talk about Cheyenne. You're, you're here for the rodeo, for the contestants. Like, what I mean, what you do is not only to grow, it's not for personal gain, it's the sport. It's for the Cowboys, you know, between connecting these guys with sponsors and setting them up at the Rodeo Vegas and at the Mirage to working with the committee here and, and, and different aspects. And so do you think that's kind of been, I, I don't know, like just looking at like growing the sport. Yeah, so and, like, I'm really thankful because like I was just, you know, on a little 40 acre farm down there in Colorado and uh, rodeos got me to meet a lot of amazing people. And it's opened me up to a you know a Western way of life that I really love and want to protect. Right. And now I see the you know the changes in the shrinking of the rural market, and now I'm in a position of maybe I can help it. You know. But if you look at Rodeo Vegas, it's about promoting rodeo. It's about bringing the cowboys to the strip, treat them like rock stars. And look at the Pro Fantasy Rodeo. It, we're proud of it because it really connects the fans to rodeo, and they want to get engaged and they want to come back and they want to you know know more about you know the new up-and-coming guy or Stetson Wright, you know, because then, like, who's this guy? This He might be on my team. And then we, we just started this new one, and, like, we'll reach out west. We've been building on it for three years, and uh, it has everything, you know, you want on, on an app. I haven't been really good at marking that. You know, I moved on to the next shiny toy, but uh, next week we might have some exciting news to where we can really blast it and get everybody on there because you can get entry notifications, late find reminders, you have the address to every uh, GPS to every fairgrounds. It's a Craigslist. It's a marketplace. It's you can stream videos. You can get paid to stream videos. So like the DVD format's kind of you know dying out. Yeah, nobody good. really has DVDs anymore. So on Reach Out West, uh, instructor or those old you know tapes on rodeo video, you can upload them right there. Set a price on them. And you get, you know, that way you can monetize and people find your content. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff on there that we built and it's working really good right now. And like every day uh, here at Cheyenne, and any rodeo committee can do it. All they have to do is just open their app, plug it into their soundboard, or put the app by a speaker, and anybody in the world can listen to their rodeo. Right. And we've been doing that every day here at Cheyenne to tie in with our new gig. Yeah, uh, I mean, Reach Out West is amazing. It is a Swiss Army knife between podcasting, video platform, event notifications. Uh, producers can send out notifications about what they're doing at a, a jackpot or a barrel race or a rodeo uh, when entries open or whatever it is. And so that's that's really cool as, as well as, I mean, the the radio aspect's awesome too. Just like you said, it, you can listen to Cheyenne Radio, so you can just have the app going if you're driving. Uh, be listening to the Cheyenne Rodeo. So that's, I mean, that's just fun to see. Yeah, I, I haven't been really good. Like, I've just been so focused on building it and making it easier, making it better, and bringing more features on it. Everything's free. Yep. It, but it just, I just want, can you imagine the power we could have if we connect all the cowboys? Right. Because, like, right now, a guy was looking at the other day, and he clicked on July 21st, and on the app there was, like, 119 events, you know? And so, and that's just some of the events right it's like if we can get all the cutters and rainers because one thing about all the cowboys is we're fragmented so yeah i'm a pro cowboy but maybe i got a green horse and the wildman rodeo association i don't know if i might drive by a rodeo right here that i could have got a run on right and then like and then we have the cutters and the, and the rainers and you know and the, and the junior rodeo then we have the junior world then we have the junior american then we have but it's all fragmented 
we're all walking around here in bubbles. Right. And so that's one of the overall goals of, of Reach Out West is to bring everybody together. And then we could have some marketing power. We can go to Flying J and say, if, you know, you'll get a notification when you get within 50 miles of a Flying J. And if you have the Reach Out West app, you'll get a code to get 15 cents off. Right. And then Flying J is going to corner the market on all the cowboy hats. Yep. But so hopefully that's, I got a lot of macro plan with Reach Out West. And I haven't been doing a really good job marketing, but hopefully we, uh, they're coming up. We kind of got launched this last deal and it's been successful. We'll be able to refocus and get that out there. Well, let's talk about that last deal because, uh, <laughs> we're, you know, we we're just playing it this morning and, and looking at it. Uh, I'll let you, you dive into this because I think this is, uh, for the whole aspect of what Rodeo needs, I think this is a great, great feature. So I, I started this about four years ago and, uh, and like me, new shiny toy, let's do something else. And I kind of didn't finish it. Well, then, Cheyenne's been after me, and some other rodeos been after me quite a while to do a fantasy rodeo for their rodeo. Right. Well, it's tough. It's fantasy rodeo is easier for the national finals because everybody knows it's coming up, and everybody knows who's in it, and it's kind of a build up, and then all of a sudden, bam, let's let's rodeo, you know, and so everybody has time to get their team in. Yep. But for a casual rodeo fan walking into Cheyenne, they have to have their team before the bareback riding starts. So most of the people, you know, not going to know who to pick or what, the, who's who's on the deal, and the lineup changes every day. And so I worked on the daily game there for a little while, and then, uh, but four years ago, I went back to this to where I wanted kind of a rodeo game. So basically, it's a rodeo game that the rodeo creates a live action, but anybody in the world could play. Right. So like right now, we just launched. It's called RodeoGuest.com. And it's not an app, it's called a PWA, Progressive Web App. So you don't have to go to the, the Apple Store or Google Play to download. And it just automatically goes to your phone if you type in rodeoguest.com. Right. Because I want a rodeo fan to make it easy. Yep. Because I've seen with Reach Out West and my other apps I'm building, like, you know, especially in our market. Yeah. The old boy comes in there and I say, well, you got to go to the Apple Store. Well, where's that at, you know? And, <laughs> well, I don't have the password. Well, Mary's got it. We got to wait for Mary to get the Apple password. So now you just type in rodeoguest.com, you put your display name in, and you start picking times or scores of every contestant. And then, so like we, we got it together, we've been testing it down there at the stockyards, we've been playing it down there, and it's awesome down there. That's, I love that Coliseum down there. You right. know, it's, and they bring a lot of tourists in there during the summer, and it just turned pro, you know. And uh, so we was testing it down there, well they just walk up and enter while the rodeo's going on. So we have to scramble, you know, and change the entries and change events because we play the game live. You know, you could enter all your picks, but then you can change your picks or you can, we, we end the guess on the rough talk a little bit later so you can kind of see, well, he might have been a 76 instead of an 86. And so there, when we was testing it, building, testing, building it, that uh, there's so many variables at Fort Worth. And then when we come to Cheyenne and they have a monitor, they have a bucking order, it's just like a day off. Yeah. And so we have two computers in Shoot 9, and then we have a, another computer in, in the TV truck that changes the TV image. So as the game plays, they can play it on their phone, but also they get to see their name on the big screen at the rodeo. Right. So it's been, it's been fun. Like uh, our first winner was uh, from Torrington, Wyoming, the very first day. She lives about 100 miles north of here, and she watched on the Cowboy Channel and won. The second winner was from Houston, Texas. She watched on the Cowboy Channel and won. And then the last, and then there were about three days, they were all people here watching at Cheyenne. 
one guy was going to go home and he wanted to come back and he won it the next day because he did, he found out about it later on the perf and got to play the barrel race in the bull riding. So he bought a ticket right. and then come back and won the 500. So we're giving away Wrangler jeans for every event winner and then $500 Visa gift card for the highest score of the day and then $3,000 gift card for the highest score of all the daily winners. Okay. And so it's been fun and like I'm really excited about what it can do for rodeo because we have you know the it really they're going to be on their phone anyway going through their facebook or whatever like that and i want to tie that action into the arena but i also don't want to take away from it so they can put all their picks in before they go then they can change when they want to or anything like that absolutely and and that's what i think is going to be so fun about it because i i I like to play me a little fantasy football and you know halfway through the season like i'm watching like the Indianapolis Colts play a team that hadn't won a game and you're cheering for the quarterback or the wide receiver and you're like, you know, I'm following a game that I never would follow. And that's what's so cool is you pick each individual cowboy and you pick, you know, like if it's the bareback ride, you pick their scores and what you think they're going to be. So, you know, you're kind of cheering for them and you're watching each contestant as well as the timed events. You set their time and, and you, you know, as you're going against everybody. So it really, it adds this unique engagement and as well as you like, I know like when I do good in, in fantasy football, for example, it's like, man, that guy, he did me. Oh, I had Patrick Mahomes last year. I picked him up off some waiver wires. And you're like, man, this was awesome. That, you know, that guy saved, saved my season. But you're, you kind of get that same feeling that, that yep. it can kind of go that direction. So I think that's. And we have more, like, we pulled it off here, you know, and it's working great. And uh, But we have more features coming. One of the features I want to build into it, so all the contestants are in the rodeo. But I want the fans to be able to see more about like their Dustin Bird a bio on yeah, it. Yeah, so yep. they can click on Dustin Bird. And so I'm going to have a login for contestants. I'm going to upload their logo, their sponsors, yep. a couple videos, whatever they want. Right. And so the contestants will get more exposure, but then the fans can connect with that. So then I go to Dustin Bird's profile on rodeoguest.com, and then there's his Instagram handle, and then I can start following, you know, because it's hard to follow. Like Tom Brady plays on Sunday. Yep. The rodeo. You can't keep up with these guys. It's they're traveling around, and you know another feature about this that I absolutely loved, and 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 the one thing about rodeo that's so different than all the other sports is, road the rodeo is set up usually, I mean most 99% I would say are set up by the community, and it is to give back, and it is set up that way to you know they're they're raising money, they're putting it in different places, they you know they have a lot of volunteers helping, and there's a lot that goes into a lot of volunteer work as well as charities that that are helped out. So you know you have the donate button on there. So for example, like a little local amateur rodeo that you show up to, they can set that up and have a donate button, and if they were you know if they want to do a awareness a cancer deal or yep. something you know any any sort of fundraiser that they want to do they can set that up and you can donate and so you know if it's a, especially on a local level a lot of the the people there are seeing it and they're like hey I want to I want to support this and it's just bam it's just right there it's easy for them to do and and I think that that's that's a really awesome feature to have so I think it's be great you know because like every rodeo committee has a charity that they like to support yep and it's it's great for them and like legally that we set it up to where to donate to a 501c3 is the way we can get away with it by you know helping the rodeo committee or with their their charity and then like every rodeo committee like some of the guys i think you know like like having a charity out there because like if they're 
working on the rodeo all all year long, you know, and they and they might be staying too late, and the wife is like, well, how come you're down there hanging out with your all the volunteers or all your buddies, you know? Right. Well, we're doing it for kids, or we're doing it for scholarships, so it gives it gets them, you know, <laughs> get them off their back a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Casey, you know, you you're involved in a lot of businesses, and you create a, a lot of things. In um, being an entrepreneur. There's a ton of hard knocks, it seems like, oh, yeah. you know, all the time. I mean, even for this deal that's went smooth, you know, there's been a lot of work that goes into it that, you know, people yeah. won't never understand probably. But one thing I, and I, this is for me speaking, I want to get your perspective on it is uh, I've rodeoed a little bit throughout my entire life. This year I've rodeoed more than ever, but it, it's usually pretty rough out there rodeo and there's lots of ups and downs and it's hard and to keep going and moving forward it takes a lot it takes a lot out of you mentally and uh for me what i noticed is i started with x-factor roping and and you go through i mean there's times where the website's been down and oh, you're yeah. like you're at an event and you're like we're, we're crashed what do you do and and what i notice is there was nothing that could happen that was hard as rodeoing. And, and for me, right. I was like, man, this is it's good back. Yeah. <laughs> just the mental toughness that it builds. Degree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you find that, that those kind of feed into each other is, you know, what you can kind of learn from having to be so mentally tough to rodeo for, I mean, a career, not, not just one or two years, you've rodeoed your entire life and been, I mean, you've made the finals. How many times have you made the NFR? Nine times. Nine times. Yeah. And how many years have you rodeoed? Oh, I, so out of college, I got my card in 94. Right. Yeah. So there, that's a lot of rodeoing right there to have. Not, and nine NFR qualifications is, is amazing, you know. But that there's been more losing than there has been oh, winning. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything in life, if you really look at it, you're going to lose more than you win. Right. On any level, on any, in any, you know, particular interest you're in. But, you know, so you need to. And I didn't realize that till later. You know, I always took defeats pretty tough, you know, because I tried so hard right and I put so much effort into it but then I found out later in life and the more you do and the more you risk and risk always gives you more reward whether you fail 10 times you know and then that 11th time it might work but you gain confidence because like oh that, that was a big deal back then but now when that happens you know you don't get life doesn't get easier you get stronger right you know and you learn how to fail fast like, well, that didn't work. And don't take it personal as a good idea or a bad idea or whatever. But that at the current moment, you thought it was, you know, what you wanted to do. Well, don't hang your hat and feel bad it didn't work. Just, well, that didn't work now. Might be wrong, wrong place, wrong time. But then you learn from it, you know. So either you win or you learn. Right. And, and I think that's that's a lot of rodeoing right there is you're, you, you might be getting better constantly throughout the year, but when you're not winning, you know, you're usually thinking about it. And if you oh, can if, figure it yeah, out, yeah. and then I think that's the same thing with business and, and yeah. to be successful is it's like, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I mean, if you, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're doing your own deal, I, I it, there's a, cause it's all on you. There's a lot of losses. Yeah. You lose a lot. Right. You lose a lot, but you know, it's just, you, and that, I look at the loses or the losses as more of, I got experience. Yep. So if I lost, I learned. Right. You know, to where the you, losses you is, is the losses of what make, it gets me to climb the mountain. You know, it doesn't take me down the mountain; it gets me farther to my goal because I realize that didn't work, or I need to do something different. Right. I think that's so. It's so important to have in that mindset because it's. It, and rodeo, you know, I mean, it's such a mental game. 
Yeah. Like you're out there and you have so much time and money invested and it all depends on your nod next time, you know. And like father and I was the biggest head case when I first started rodeoing, you know, and I didn't have any confidence. And and then, you know, it just takes a long, lot of experience. But now looking back, like if I tell guys just, and that's what was real fun about getting Will the finals last year. He's real emotional like me, you know, and he gets jacked up and, and he gets to dwell on stuff. And I was able to take my 25 years and say, listen, here's what we got to do now. Right. Do your job. That's all you can do. You prepare. You get ready. You think of expecting to win. You put those scenarios in your head where you want to happen, that you visioned, and then you just back in there and do your job. So to do your job, you just have to score and then maybe pick out, because it happens so fast in a team roping a bulldog, maybe pick out one thing during the run that you really focus on. So one of Will's habits that we tried to work on and work on was his left left shoulder up. If he kind of moved that left shoulder up, he was ahead of those steers, and he, they'd, they'd fall faster, right. get a better fall. And if he had that left shoulder back, they'd, he'd be late getting the nose, and they wouldn't get that clean fall at him. And so at the finals, you know, and it was really good, and it's been fun, you know, helping him progress to where he's at now. I mean, he's, he was going to be an amazing talent anyway, but I was able to hopefully take about three years off his learning curve because all we focused on out there was take your start, left shoulder. Right. That's all I want you to think about, you know. And so, but, yeah, he's, he did a great job last year. He's a good guy. Well, and, and that's something if everyone, I don't know how many people remember it, but uh, was that his, that was his first NFR last year, yep. right? Yep. And. Uh, going into round eight or nine, had a dang good chance to win the world. Yeah. Had a little bit of tough luck, but, yeah. you know, when you talk about that coming on a couple of years early, that, that first couple of years in that building are probably, I mean, it's yeah, tough. It's, it's yeah. a tough deal over there. And, and then on top of it, he got the good, I think that's about the best case scenario for a guy it, it, for a long career, you know, yeah. um, to be like, hey, I can win the world and yep. have that feeling, but then to almost have it taken away at the end yep. and be so close, I got to think that guy is, he's good. Yeah, there's going to be a big fire uh, underneath him so for a athletic. long time. He's a great guy and he's just real focused too, you know, yep. and uh, great family. His dad's awesome. Right. You know, and uh, his uncle Bob, you know, he's been there and done it, really helped him, helped him mature, you know, farther ahead and took some of those learning years out for him, you know, but uh, yeah, he's just an animal. Bulldog's really good, real athletic. Yeah. Right, it's good. Yeah, he's a real man. He's going to win a lot. <laughs> okay, Casey, so there's a couple more deals, that, and I think this is awesome. Um, you have another business where if you do have an idea, you know, you have a whole team of, you know, you've built all these apps and these websites and, and been doing it for a long time now. But if you have an idea, a guy can come to you, and, and I know that I've, I've bounced a lot of ideas off of you as well, but you have a team essentially that can build whatever whatever you have in mind, right? Yeah, so I've been pretty fortunate because I'm always kind of just always a nerd, you know, and just up all night, get up early, and you know, on the computer. And then I started figuring out how to put the team together to where I can afford it. Because the U.S., if you just walk in to one of the high-end app makers, you know, it's $425 an hour for UI or UX work. Yeah. And, you know, they're really good. But then I, I found some guys that uh, I can pay, I can work with them, they're, you know, they're not in the U.S. They're all over there in Toronto. There's one in Tempe, uh, Arizona. There's one in Silicon Valley. But like the team that put together Rodeo Guest, we had 13 people on. So we can move fast and cheap. And the value that I add is if you want to, you know, you can find me. Because like when I first started, you know, if you're working with outsourced, you know, freelancers and stuff like that, it's hard to send $25,000, you know, overseas and say, 
you know, here, build this. Right. You don't know where it's going. And so now I'm working with these guys and I provide the, the value of, you know, a good clean look to do the UI and UX and they build it. Right. And then they're so cheap and they're hungry and they work, work all night and all day. And so it's been fun. But like we, we uh, just launched a Prina horse app and uh, we're building a vet app for Prina now. But uh, everybody needs to go to my Prina horse barn. And if you just download it, you're entered to win a Western hauler, brand new Ford and uh, four horse or three or four horse, whatever you want, Sooner Custom Trader. Right. And then we, we built the app to where I wanted it to where you can get on there and you could put your horses on there. And so you'll have a shoe schedule, you'll have a vet schedule, your Coggins, your health papers, your uh, pedigree papers will be on there. You'll get notifications when it's time to worm, any vaccinations. And then uh, you have your feed barn and you could have particular feed for every horse but then you can also send it to somebody who's taking care of your horses so they know exactly the supplements and stuff like that but then we made the app to where it's kind of a, a game to where you watch a prina video and learn more about the feed you get another sweepstake ticket to win the rodeo rig right if you place another horse in your barn you get another ticket and like we have the more you interact with the app, the more videos you learn about Prina, the more chances you get to win that. So it's pretty exciting that we're going to give away the, the truck, um, I think, next, right after the first of the year. And so it's, it's a fun app. Uh, Gail's got all of her horses on there, and she, you know, she loves it. Well, and I, and I think it's so important, especially in our industry, how many times I, I don't know one sure sorry shoers that are very good at keeping you on a, a real good schedule and then we'll go film we'll go do an x-factor filming session with like joseph harrison and he says hey the most important thing that i do for my horses is every five weeks i'm getting them you know they're getting shot he does not go a day after six and his best ones he's right on it and and you when you think about that i mean how often do i know i'm guilty of it right now i'm like man i'm getting close to six weeks when did i when did we shoe these horses yep. and i'm looking at it and i'm like and then i'm calling my shoer and and you're behind and here it is like just a little deal like that like hey a notification shoeing's due and, i mean that just can add to so much value i mean the app is free on top of it i think that's a great idea as well as worming i i ne I, I finally the other maybe six months ago i started putting <laughs> my notes and i'm still I, I still forget to look and and i just think that that's such a great idea because like the two you know like there's two main facets when I wanted to, you know, scope that app or build, you know, create the value for Prina. So one is provide incentive to download it first because we're giving away that $160,000 rig to somebody. Yeah. Somebody Someone's that downloads get that app and that's available in the app stores. It's not an instant app. So you go to either Apple or, or uh, Google, but somebody that has that app is going to win that $160,000 rig. The second part of it is we have to provide enough value on the app to where you get your notification for shoeing or wormer or you know or your feed calendar or you know supplements and stuff like that to where they keep it on their phone right because like 89 percent of the apps downloaded are erased the next day yeah yeah i mean i i have very few apps that i use and so i think that's that's the other thing is you know it's it's designed by a cowboy and that's what's so cool about this is it's you know it's designed how you would use it or your wife gail would use it for her horses and and manage your horses it's not yep it's not you're not selling anything really other than it's a it's a great value for yourself and so that's that's what's so cool what you're capable of of doing and, and to build so yep yep well casey i appreciate it uh, yeah this is and like with rodeoguest.com i wanted to, to build it to where any rodeo committee 
I can send a dashboard and they can do it. Right. And so we're doing it for team ropes. We're going to do some upcoming breakaways. We're going to do the National Reigning Cow Horse Finals. We're trying to get it done in uh, October at Fort Worth. And uh, I just want to bring a lot more interest, you know, and get people engaged with our sport. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for the rodeos and, and just the following and the fan engagement, I think it's 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 free. It's easy to use. Rodeoguest.com. Uh, definitely uh, try it out. I mean, it's, you, and you're going to be moving forward with a lot of stuff anyway, so it's exciting to see where <laughs> that's that's going to be going. But there's so much value to that for the contestants as well as uh, the whole rodeo you know, from the producing right, standpoint, right, right. too. So. Well, you better get ready to rope. Yeah. You got another one here at the, at the daddy today. Yeah, Good we luck. got to run another one. Thank you, Casey.